Good evening or good morning, depending on when you're listening. Once again, we're live with Wrestling with the Locals. I'm Gabriel Devine, and he is Titanic. Hello. Yeah, I better break. scoot up a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Uh, today, we're doing <coughs> our first uh, edition of our Community Corner episodes that we're going to be doing once a month uh, in our local area. I say um way too much. Uh-oh. <laughs> This is how we normally go. We just, right. we just start out bickering. The voice you're hearing in the background is the uh, the wonderful administrator at the Greenhouse Cottages of Bell Mead, uh, dear friend and wonderful administrator. Uh, I was honored to be employed here several times and I'm back here. Uh, most people don't know that you know me and Carl have real names other than Titanic and Gabriel Devine when we talk on here, other than when we decide to go on a tire rant and call each other by our real names. So, um, <laughs> We'll probably use our real names more today and on our community episodes, but it's an honor and a privilege to have you on with us, Miss Pam. I've, like I said, I've worked with you several times. And how did you come to be the administrator here with Bell Mead? Oh, Lord. Uh, I started working for the old Pyramid Nursing and Rehab Center in July of 1987. Uh, at the time, I was working for my mom and dad at All Star Sporting Goods Store doing yeah. computerized monogramming. And we had a, a guy come to our church that was in the uh, AIT program at the nursing home. He was training to be an administrator. And he asked one day, does anybody know a social worker that needs a job? <clears throat> and uh, my degree is in sociology, which is the closest thing at that time to social work. So I went out and did an interview, and they hired me, and I've been in the nursing home ever since then. That's awesome. Uh, I did the uh, social work till 1999 and I took the state and federal exam and got my administrator's license and so I got my first job as administrator uh, January 3rd of 2000 and uh, that's what I've been doing ever since. And all except for eight years of that 32 years uh, has been in associated with Pyramid Nursing Center, which what it was when this company bought us right. and we became the Greenhouse Cottages of Elmead. And so, kind of segue into that, we've moved from the old building to the new property, which is, we've been here for... Uh, it was two years in June. Right. We've, uh, which this is the one... I've been out here once before. Right. You had someone here, wasn't it? Was it your... It was on your mom's side, right? Yeah, mom and was telling me about it the cousin day. or something. I had a family member right here. Yeah. Well, we moved in June uh, 19th of 2017, uh, and we've done very well, and actually within the next two to three weeks, we'll probably be opening two new cottages. So we started out with nine, and we're fixing to open two more, so we'll have 11 cottages. Uh, we are the largest greenhouse campus in the United States. Uh, even at nine, we were the largest, and now we're building two more. So, and then after uh, that, we're and after that, again. we still have uh, license and capacity to build three more. Correct. So, but most campuses range anywhere from one to four houses. Our company has four, and one of them has six. One of them has seven. One of them has ten, and then we'll have eleven. That's awesome. So our company has the most greenhouse cottages of any company in the United States, which is. What was the awesome. what's the the capacity that we have here? Uh, there's 12 people in each cottage, and with the nine, we have 108. With the 24 that we're fixing to open, we'll be at 132, and then if we, after we build the last three, we will be at 168. I think it's either 166 or 168. I can't, 
I'd have I to do the math, the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to do the math on that. Um, Trust me, he does too, and even with the calculator, he still messes it up. Yeah. Thanks. Because we had the capacity to do 14, um, so, and at 12 times 14, we would be at 168, yeah. That's what I thought. I was, me, yeah, I think it was me and Ben the other day we were yeah. talking. Yeah, Don't, don't. I gotta say, this, this is the cleanest I've ever seen him look. <laughs> I tell you what, Mark is a great guy. He made a fabulous CNA. Uh, the elders all loved him. His coworkers did. Uh, he he needed to make some changes and try out new places, but uh, now he's come back and he's our van transportation aide, which is very important because we have two vans, and with 108 patients, you can imagine how many people, doctor's appointments and hospital oh, right. visits and tests that we go through, and we provide that as a service to our elders. So uh, him and uh, uh, Derek keep the roads hot, taking people to appointments. Plus, we do some outings and some fun stuff too right that they drive the vans for so so do y'all do certain events out here for the residents we do events uh all the time uh in each cottage the staff in there because it's such a small intimate you know there's three shabazz yeah to 12 elders which in a traditional nursing home there's usually three people in a hall but there could be anywhere from 28, yeah. 24 to 35 patients on a hallway, mm -hmm. and three people are taking care of those. Here, three people take care of 12. So there's not always planned activities, but they know what the elders like to do. At any point, you can go in one of the cottages over here at the memory care. They do a lot of painting. Uh, we've got two in there that have pictures on their walls in their rooms that they have painted. Uh, they like to do gardening. Uh, up in a couple of houses, we just went this week and bought a bunch of uh, mason jars and we're getting fruit and we've got some ladies that are wanting to do some canning. So anything, uh, you know, I'm you don't have, an order for you don't have to play <laughs> bingo and, and beanbag toss because that's not what they're used to doing. We right. try to emulate what they did in their home. Right. Yeah, this isn't a traditional, then that was why I wanted to do this with you for our first episode because it's, it's so near and dear to everyone's hearts because we all know someone that's either been there or someone that'll be there one day. Right. And with this, this is amazing. This I've is, done a lot with nursing homes you know, yeah. since seen it. It's not a traditional nursing home at all. Right, because me personally, I mean, I've seen it once before, but I've worked in a nursing home in Manila. Yeah. He and, worked with Robert, as a matter of fact. Okay. And we, that's, that's how we I, all met. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, when you come back here, it just looks like a bunch of apartments. It looks like it, a subdivision. Like, yes. I mean, there's the twelve, the eleven houses that we have. There's seventy-two hundred square foot each mm -hmm. house, uh, and each of the elders has a private room and a private shower and a private bath. Uh, there's a big, huge living room with uh, recliners, sofas, hardback chairs. There's a double-sided fireplace that uh, on the dining room side, there's a 18 foot, I think, dining room table. Yeah, it and seats all 12 plus guests. It, yeah, it uh, seats, I think it seats 16, uh, which, yeah. is, which is the 12 elders, the three staff, and any family that want to come. So, uh, you know, they go to the dining room table and they sit down and they eat. Their food's not served to them on a tray in little bowls like it is in a traditional nursing home. Right. We have china and it breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Very often. Uh, but we have beautiful china. We have regular silverware. We have regular glasses. Uh, 
And I mean, if somebody needs some adaptive equipment, we provide that. But for the most part, people come to the dining room and sit down and eat a meal just like they do in their home. Uh, there's a big, huge kitchen. The staff goes through extra training. Uh, they go through 40 hours of uh, uh, core training to learn about the concept of the greenhouse model. Then they go through three days of uh, culinary training where they learn how to prepare the meals by the recipes. And then there's a two-week study time in a class that they do on ServeSafe to make sure, just like in a restaurant, to make sure that as they're preparing the food, they're doing it safely to, you know, cut down on food poisoning and things like that. They wow. have to go through ServeSafe classes to learn how to do it the right way. So, uh, you know, and not only that is the difference, there's no big medicine, medicine carts rolling up and down the hallway. Each right. resident has a locked cabinet in their room. The nurse goes in, unlocks the door, gets their medicines, gives it to them, locks the door up, and goes to the next one. So there's no big medicine carts. Uh, it cuts down on med errors because their medicine is right there and they're right. the only one that can get to it. Um, oh gosh. They um, can do their own laundry if they, they wish. Can. We've got laundry room. Things here, are, are it's, it's made, like she says, for them to fill at home. Um, normally in a traditional, you know, institutionalized nursing home, yeah, they have separate tables for dinner and everybody sits with their own group. Here, they have a con convivium. Convivium is what it's and called. And everyone comes together at one table Which is a meal, a meal. with uh, uh, your family. And it's just every, it, it's everybody in that one cottage. Everybody in that one cottage. Now, we do have some that visit, like, do, other cottages. That's what I was going to ask. Do they, do they go from cottage to cottage? They can. Oh, okay. If they're able to do so, they can do it on their own. If they're not, they get one of the staff members. Because uh, when the weather's nice... You can walk down, I mean, or drive down the uh, street here, and mm -hmm. there'll be people out on their front porches on the rocking chairs. Mm -hmm. You'll see people in their wheelchairs rolling down the sidewalk to go visit somebody. You'll see staff and an elder take a walk. Uh, family members come. Uh, my mom is here, and she's got a very dear friend that's in another house, and he and his wife will walk down and visit with mom, and if she feels like it, she'll get in her wheelchair and go down and visit them. I mean, it's... If they're able and that's what they want to do, right. that's what they're allowed to do, which is not common in a regular nursing home. Right. Uh, there was something else I was thinking about uh, that I was going to tell you that makes us really, really different. And um, I like the setup. It's really nice. Out it there. is. It's, it's really, really nice. Oh, a lot of people look at us and think we're assisted living. Mm -hmm. But we're not. We are a skilled nursing facility. We take care of people who are totally and completely bed-bound and can do nothing for themselves to those that are independent, maybe with dementia or, you know, medical problems that prevent them from living. Yeah, I was going to ask, but I didn't know if we could, like, determine it on any kind of real thing about, about no. dementia patients. No. As long as we're not talking about names. We're right. Okay. And we do have, one house currently has a, a it's called a secured unit. Uh, and the two new that we're fixing to open up will be secured units. And that just means if the elder is at risk for elopement, not everybody with dementia tries to leave. Mm -hmm. But there are those that if their progression, as their disease, disease progresses, they try to leave the campus, which is a risk for them. Right. So we put a bracelet on them. It's got a real pretty little flower on it. It's adjustable. And when they get within three feet of the front door or any of the doors, uh, the doors automatically lock and an alarm sounds so that staff knows that that person 
is close to a doorway and is at risk for eloping. Uh, yeah. and, and you know not everybody in the memory care cottage currently I think we've got two people that wear a bracelet so just because you have dementia doesn't mean you need a secured unit right but we have that available for those that need it yeah we my grandpa had dementia um, and he uh, he decided he was gonna go out and go to the mm -hmm. store and get bread right and we lived in Leechville and he ended up in burning Missouri right and, and that happened to us in our old building. And so my dad had to go get him. He turned around and gave my dad his keys and just stayed inside yeah. until dad said, let's go. Yeah. So but, I, but that's I another safety feature that, you know, if people need it, we have that available. Because a lot of facilities good. can't take people who wander because they don't have any way to assure their safety. Because as a former law enforcement officer, there's no telling how many times I've been called about people with dementia mm -hmm. taking off not and, knowing where they're at or where they're going and having to try to hunt them down <laughs> yeah and mosquitoes be just covering them up right. and everything or in the cold or the severe heat. Right. yeah so i yeah i've dealt with that and i understand how that one goes uh we also have a short-term rehab if somebody has been in the hospital broke a hip had a heart attack had a stroke, whatever. We have uh, one and a half cottages right now, but once we open the two new ones, we'll have two cottages dedicated solely to short-term rehab. And that's people who are coming out of the hospital and just need some rehab and be able to return home. Uh, so that's about the only beds that we have open at this time. Ever since we moved in, our long-term care beds have been full. Uh, but the people in the short-term rehab come and go. So. You know. And the gym is is very updated. I mean, yes, we have, we have some a of the best beautiful equipment. gym, and it's got some amazing equipment that do. I mean, they've got bicycles, but instead of just being a bicycle, it's got a screen on it, and you can pick if you want to take a mountain hike right. or bike through uh, France. Different yeah, things on it. take a bicycle trip through France. I can't even remember what some of them are, but. It gives a motivation because it's not like they're just sitting there riding a bicycle. They've got something to see. Um, it talks to them. It gives them updates on how fast they're going, how much long they're, you know. I mean, it's, it's an interactive type thing. Most of the therapy over there is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's neat. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. We definitely have to check it out. Yeah. Can, we check, can we check it out? Sure. I'm sure <laughs> I don't want to, you know, ride a bike or anything. <laughs> yeah. You can let somebody else ride the bike. <laughs> I think the most exercise I've ever seen him do is get in the ring and wrestle for 20 minutes. <laughs> I, well, I, that, that's got to be good for something. I, I oh, couldn't do it. No, it ain't. <laughs> uh, that's why we're doing this now and right, not wrestling and not anymore. Wrestling. Uh, you know, our elders, uh, if they're able and they want to, they can put on a hairnet and an apron and go in the kitchen and help the staff cook their meals. Uh we invite the families if they've got a certain dish that their elder you know always like they want to come in let us know what ingredients they need we go got we go buy the stuff they need and they can come in and cook the meal for the uh, people in the house um, it's very open and very liberal as far as so each cottage has its own kitchen each cottage yeah they the have food their own kitchen cooking. their own laundry yep. room they even have their own beauty shop yeah we have a beautician that goes from cottage to cottage mm -hmm. on set days they have a the domestic whirlpools 
that uh, they can set in and take a whirlpool bath in the beauty shop set up where they can cut their hair and she does perms nails which most of the cnas they'll do nails during the week with some of the activities yeah. they do um yeah, we've really hosted cool. or y'all hosted because i wasn't here at the time but y'all did a big block a block party cookout for yes we did that fourth of july i think did so we do that yeah and uh we usually have a big fall festival in the fall and each cottage does something different like uh one house will have a bake sale the cottage that my mom is in all the ladies down there do all kinds of crafts um, mm -hmm. and they make their crafts and they set it up one house had a fortune teller yeah. one did face painting uh, and we invite the community to come down and spend a couple of hours the kids come in their costumes and the staff dresses and we you know dress up our elders and they can come do their trick-or-treating and have different events and the money we raise from that helps to do our Christmas party uh, and each house has an individual Christmas party uh, last year we averaged about 72 people in each house at each Christmas party uh, because the setting we have now mm -hmm. people like to come see you know right. use I mean in a traditional nursing home, most kids and young people did not feel comfortable going in and visiting with grandmother like because it just wasn't. Well, a nurse, uh, the way I remember it, mm -hmm. it just has like a hospital feel. It does. And nobody likes the hospital feel. Right. You know? And everybody had a roommate. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you had to deal with the roommate if they were hollering or if they needed to go to the bathroom or if they didn't want you in there. Uh, it's just, it wasn't conducive to people coming to visit. But you can go in just about any house any day and there will be kids running around. There will be family in there visiting. And like I said, when we had our Christmas parties, we mm -hmm. had nine different Christmas parties. Uh, that we averaged 72 people at each party. Uh, I mean, family want to come and be here with them. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I, like I said, it's really beautiful out here. It's, it's very unique and very different and we're very, very, very proud of it, yeah. And I still don't think, even though we've been open for two years and we were under construction for two and a half years before we opened, and you know, we did all kind of advertising, but there are still people here in this town and this don't community that don't have a clue what it's like out here. I mean, they drive by and they think it's a neighborhood full of houses, and they don't. I mean, I can understand. Yeah, can understand and they that. don't understand it until they actually come in and let us take them in and do it. We've been it. open for two years and. Now, I'm not trying to be mean, but when we first worked at the old facility, I started with y'all nine years ago. Okay. Nine years ago, it was a rumor that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then forever, we waited. And then one day, one of our nurses, who's, who's no longer with us, came out and, and bush hogged and, and everything. He said, they're getting ready to break ground. And we all sit around, I'm like, break ground on what? And everybody starts telling me what they're doing, and I'm like, <coughs> it'll never happen. It'll never happen. And then I came back. I had left for a while, uh, personal issues, and left and came back. And um, it was during the time that Mr. Robert was having health issues. Right. Um, he was our maintenance man at that time. I filled in, helped out, and lo and behold, it had happened. They had started building them. And Pam calls us one day and says, hey, I need y'all to go out there and help. <laughs> so help is what? So when did they start building? We broke ground. July 17th, 2015, and we moved in June 19th, 
2017. So it was right at two years. That's pretty quick. And and I mean, there was about three months beforehand where they were out here bush hogging, leveling yeah. land and getting it ready to start construction. But when I came back, I left here at the old place. I left in 2004. And when I came back June 2008, uh, we were supposed to start construction that September. Because I said I would never come back to this nursing home until somebody else bought it and they built a new building. So they called me and I came back in June of 2008 and construction was supposed to start in September of that year. And we broke ground in 2015. So how, so making you wait seven years. <laughs> they made me wait seven years. The plans were to start then, but uh, about did that it, time the market crashed. Did it kind of make crashed. you feel kind of wondering if... Ever no, I know I know the owners personally mm -hmm. and I knew that they were gonna do it. It just took a long time to get everything to line up where it could be done. But they are very dedicated. Uh, we own thirty eight nursing homes in the state. Mm -hmm. They have uh, now four greenhouse cottages and they said they would never build another traditional nursing home. Everything they build will be this greenhouse because they believe it's the right thing and it is. It really yes. is because I, I, seeing, I, I like it. You see so much change in each resident. We we have people that grown feeding tubes that are eating now, and and they tell us this through all the training about how much difference it makes. And I believed about half of it until I actually seen it. See it. But we've got people that used to stay in their rooms all the time, mm -hmm. had severe dementia. Uh, they interact with other people now where they never did before because it's just so different. Do you There's have so any nursing things. experience? Me? No. No, I'm not a nurse. I'm strictly a social worker background and administrator. Okay. I, mean, I don't I, think I'd ever want to be a nurse. <laughs> I don't think I, I could either. I don't think I've got the stomach for it, but um, but it's just, it's different here. It really right. is. Yeah, there's... As soon as you drive, he when he told me he's like, just come on down, first left. And it's nothing what you would ever think. Mm -hmm. I still have people say, That's a nursing home? And I say, Yeah, that's that's our nursing home down there. And it, I mean, I, I couldn't even see where you could call it a nursing home. I know, but it is. It's and, just and, and a lot of people home. don't think they can come here because number one they don't think they can afford it, and number one they think they're too sick. And we have the same pay sources that every other nursing home in the state of Arkansas has, and we provide the same levels of care. We do it better, but we provide the same levels of care that everybody else does. Good. You want to join in on this? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could sit here and talk about it all day long because mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I've been in this 32 years, and this right. has been the best two years of my life being over here because it's so much better for the elders and their families. I've been a CNA since 2010, and out of all the nursing homes I've worked at, even with the old facility, mm -hmm. this has bar, bar none yeah. been my favorite. I mean, we took really good care of our elders in the old building. Right. We were a five-star facility. Yeah, but it's just, it's just different. It's, it's just different here. Uh, they interact more. Yeah. It's at home. Uh, you feel at home because instead of being told, you know, you can't sit and eat with them, you sit and eat with them. They talk yeah. to you, and, and I don't want to step on toes when I say this, but 95% of the time, when you're a CNA and you are with these people four to seven days a week, you're their family. Mm -hmm. 
and you know normally in an institutionalized nursing home you wouldn't sit and eat with them you'd take them to the table you'd sit with them if they had to be fed you would feed them and then you would go eat your lunch while the others covered the hall here everyone sits as one so you get to know them even better than what you would at a traditional nursing home because it's it's like when we all get together at the house and right. we're all just sitting there in the living yeah, room. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's uh, it's amazing. And the tube feeders, like you're talking about, I've there there's we have one lady that has been on a tube for as long as I can remember her, and now she's eating, and that just blows my mind. I know it does. It's, it, some of the people awesome. that we have seen transform. Um, it's it's been amazing, but it's all because of the environment. Right. They feel at home. They have more mm-hmm. freedom. Yeah. They're not told when to get up. They're allowed to get up when they want. They have breakfast anytime they want it. If they wake up at noon and they say, "Hey, I want some sausage and biscuits," it's cooked. Yeah. We do the cooking. We do the cleaning. We do laundry. But if they want to do it themselves, they can do. It. The, the three biggest complaints in any nursing home in the United States is they don't like their roommate. It's too cold or it's too hot and they lose their clothes. And strictly because of how we're built here, they have a private room so they don't have to worry about their roommates. They have their own heat and air unit in their room so they can control it and believe me, some of them you walk in and you just want to die because it's so hot. Or freeze Uh, because it's so cold. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, there's two washers and two dryers in each house so there's 12 elders and their laundry is done separately. We have little magnetic strips that go on the laundry that tells which, you know, like room 506, this is their laundry in the washing machine. So nobody loses their clothes anymore. And we've had some issues with dropping bleach on some, but you know, we replace that. But, uh, but nobody loses their clothes because they don't go out in a big, huge barrel to a laundry room and everybody's laundry is done together and then they hang it up and they bring it back in and hope they get it in the right room. That doesn't happen anymore because they take their little laundry basket down to the laundry, do their laundry and take it right back to their room. So the three most, the three biggest complaints that anybody has nationally in a nursing home are those three complaints and with this setting, those disappear. It's awesome, it truly is. I mean. You well, like we said. You said the, there's three of us on day shift. The, there's three shabals with three CNAs, uh, two on evenings, mm-hmm. and then one on nights. There's always someone here. There's a nurse. You know. Nurses float back and forth between that. That's just the the CNA shabals. And at night we do have two float nurses. So there's one in each house or CNAs, but there's two that float the house that you know go in and help them if they have somebody that's a little heavy care or they want to go take a break and there's somebody sitting there with them so and not only our staffing is a lot more than what is required by the state because of our setup so how many staff members do you have uh just did payroll today and we have 137 people employed here not to count the six that's coming tomorrow right or is right that yeah we've got six uh new ones starting uh they're doing their orientation tomorrow because to open up the new ones we've got to have 18 cnas and seven more nurses yeah i have a friend that's going to start out here oh really yes okay good yeah she was telling me all about it she's excited yeah she'll love it yeah but the way it breaks down not only is it better in my opinion for just the, the residents but for the staff if they can you know if they can come together um the way it's broke down is it's not 
set up like a traditional nursing home either. The cottages, is it okay to talk about that? The guides sure. and yes, the way things yes, work? Yes. The there's a guide like Miss Pam, for example, she's the guide over our memory unit mm-hmm. over here. Um, and then you have your Shabazz who actually control pretty much everything in the house and taking care of the care, the food, the the residents control their meals. Uh, we have resident council meetings at least once a week. If they're not happy with, say, fish every Friday, they can request that they sub that out every other week for chicken strips or taco salad or whatever it is that they want besides fish. So it's it's not just, hey, this is the, the menu the state requires us to use. You get this. And the food, you go into a traditional nursing home and you're eating it crap it tastes like dog food or mesh or whatever (laughs) when you watch mash tv show where you go here's your serving you know (laughs) just serve it on there here when we cook we're cooking for 12 and instead of 90 you cook the meal you cook it for i think we cook for 16 to Uh, 20 16 to 20 is what we try to prepare that way in case family and, and staff but when they cook it, if the person cooking knows how to cook, you get a delicious <laughs> meal, and it tastes like a home-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another benefit. And back to the guide <coughs> thing, with Miss Pam being the guide, she, not only is she the administrator, but she also is a guide, so she has to help with that cottage. But the way it breaks down, we are a self-scheduled pod in that cottage. The CNAs make their own schedule, and all the nurses make their own schedule to help, and they work as a team. Granted, sometimes, we all know how people are, things don't always work out. And I'm sitting across from Pam, and she's sitting there thinking, yeah, I know, you're you're an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's an awesome thing when it all comes together and you've you've got all the right elements because not only are your CNAs happy with, with what they're doing, your residents are happy, and when they see that their CNAs are happy, they're happier, and when you see them happy, you feel like you've accomplished something. You sit around and wonder what your purpose in life is. Coming to work here, when, when I found out that they needed the transport aid, it was not a second thought. I was like, you know, I'm, I love my job I'm at now, but this you, is you five like minutes. Drive. This is five minutes from my house. This is the perfect job. I loved it when I did it before. And I love working with Miss Pam. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting in front of her. Yeah, We've had our differences. I've, I've heard about you. We've had our differences. <laughs> but, but I love her and respect her. and Miss Lynette have been amazing to me and my family. And coming back here, there was no doubt. This is where I needed to come back to. It's not Louisiana, but it's, <laughs> it's the closest, I thing. Drive too, it's the closest so. thing to home. <laughs> But it, it's it's amazing just coming out here and you can see animals. We come out here in oh, yeah. the morning. No, I wasn't gonna go with the bad ones. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, talk about the deer. Yeah, that's kind of we've got raccoons that get in the trash. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've got uh, deer. I don't know what turkeys, a flock of turkey. Uh, geese. Because we've got this uh, tree line around us, and mm-hmm. some of our men that live up here in the White House they keep them fed. Yeah. I think we buy probably fifty pound of deer corn a week and. Uh, they keep the deer fed and they take pictures. There's turkey. Um, I think we've seen. Gosh. 
We've seen foxes. Yeah. We've seen you know the raccoons and the skunks, of course. Of course, they've caught a few snakes in the parking lot, yeah. but that's. And we've got geese. There's um, always something. Them geese are gonna follow you forever. I know. Uh, I hated the geese over at our other building. We had a pond out front, and their geese there that came every year. And the elders loved them, and they were nice to watch when they hatched them. The little babies was swimming around they pooped the pond. Everywhere and they but they, they pooped everywhere, and they <laughs> ate all of our flowers. And so when we moved over here, they said, Pam, don't you want to build a pond? And I said, no, I don't want a pond. But the geese still come over here. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I think they've got a tracking device on me. I tried to relocate them at one time, and yes, I moved two of them. Mm-hmm. And they still found their way back. Yeah. We took them home. To and they're beautiful to watch, but they just, they're not sanitary. And we couldn't make the front of our building look pretty because they'd eat all of our flowers. And they were just a hassle. But... <laughs> and we still got them. But we don't have a pond, so they don't stay. They just kind of fly over and they're on the ground eating. Everyone's take Another them. thing that's different about our facility now, um, animals in the the cottages. Mm-hmm. We yeah, actually, like they do allow the animals in the cottage, not like geese or anything crazy like that, not snakes or anything, but we actually have a cottage dog mm-hmm. in one house. Actually, I think two, because I think there's a bulldog in one of them. Right. Now, he doesn't spend the night. He comes when right. uh, his owner is working, but we've got Miles is actually, he lives in the bell house. Now, everybody in the house has to agree to it, but we've got uh, two rabbits that come Visit, over yeah. to the hide house quite a bit uh one of our uh, staff members has rabbits and every day she works she brings the rabbits and they play around and yeah yeah but yeah, if everybody cool. in the house agrees to it uh, they so can have animals and, it's so and they much... can definitely anybody can bring them and visit but uh miles they actually uh he was a no he wasn't astray one of our elder i mean one of our staff members had puppies and um everybody in that house wanted a dog and so he's from however old he was when they brought him and i mean he lives there he has his bed he the elders buy uh their families will buy treats for him he knows which ones and he'll he can go down there and he'll either be up in the bed with one of them that's sleeping or be laying on the couch beside one of them i mean he he actually lives there in the house with them and they love him so it's, That's it's, what I'm talking about. It's so much different. I mean, it really One is. One of the ladies down there had been in the hospital for about two weeks. And the day that the uh, van pulled up out front and brought her back, somebody said, Miss so-and-so is back. And they opened the door, and Miles ran out down the sidewalk and was just going crazy, jumping on her in her wheelchair. And she was bending over trying to pet him. And she was crying, and he was barking. I mean, it was they, they filmed it, and it's just amazing because I don't like dogs. <laughs> but it was amazing to watch that because she had missed him so bad and he had missed her. Right. And yeah, I'm kind of going through that right now, huh? Yeah. Uh, my mom went to Georgia yeah. and her little dog, uh, he's, uh, he's very on the depressed side. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he don't do a whole lot of nothing right now. Yeah. yeah well, Miles, I mean, he, Miles just went crazy when they said this so-and-so is back. Let me just tell you, this okay. dog of his he's like, mother's... He's like eight pounds chihuahua. Oh, okay. And he like thinks he is a pit bull on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> you open the door and you walk in and he is at the door trying to nip your fingers off, going for your ankles. Yeah. 
you get near mama, he is he's on you. When he, if you get close to mom or you're leaving, he'll bark at you for leaving. Yeah. And he hates it when you come. Oh yeah. But he hates it when you leave. leave. And when he he protecting mom. He's got that bulldog. He got that stain like this, and he has his chest stuck out. Well, we had a little lady that passed away down in that house, and um, the day that she was dying, he stayed in bed with her just about all day. And the family came that night and he stayed in the room and when they left with her for the next day he slept in her room in her bed. And when the family came to get her things, uh, he stayed in there with them and when they were leaving, carrying her stuff out, they turned around and took a picture. He was leaned up on the ledge looking out the window watching them go. And they turned around and took a picture of him. Um, I mean, he knows. Animal knows. Yeah. Animals know. Yeah. yeah. When they're when something's wrong, animals yeah. know. Yeah. And it's. And Miles, we had a little lady down there that actually she had a, I don't know, she had something medical going on, and she was a little bit more confused than usual, and she started going to the front door. Well, he would bark to let the staff know that she was at the front door. Uh, so his bed is usually in the library at night, but she got she wasn't sleeping good at night, and they were afraid that she would try to leave. So they moved his bed up by the front door, and if she got up and got close to the front door, he would bark so the staff would know to come check on her. Uh, after they got her treated, I don't even remember what was wrong. She, you know, she's fine now, but he still he has his bed there by the front door, and that way, if something's going on that. He knows isn't right. Mm -hmm. He lets them know. It, it's awesome. it's it's like I said. I don't like dogs, but it's amazing what he has done at that house down there, and how the families and the elders and they, have gotten attached to him. Right. Yeah. That's. I mean, pets do that. To yeah. People. yeah. I hate to say it, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but any more questions for? Him? No, I mean, I really didn't have no questions, but we got to talking and we just talked. I know how you are. I knew it would work out. Yeah. I like to talk. Oh, I do too. And, and especially <laughs> about this. I'm nervous if it was going to be videoed. I don't do good with video. No, I like got to talk would. to anybody about it. We got the faces for you. No. Yeah. So I see that you, did you graduate from the ASU? ASU? I did. did. Do you notice, and I'm going to get this on air, she has an LSU Tigers football card holder, and I'm almost sure that she did not pay for that. I no, did not pay not. for that. <laughs> it was a gift, <laughs> and I feel bad for her. No, I uh, I was born and raised here. My parents owned a business here. I've never lived anywhere but Paragol, and uh, been doing this for 32 years, and can't see me doing anything but this. The All Star Sports that is in the shopping center. Yeah, mm -hmm. my mom and dad opened that in 1974. Oh, wow. And sold it probably 15, 18 years ago to my cousin, is who owns it now. Alright, maybe yeah. you can get us a deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been an honor to, to sit down well, with you and talk about it. I've enjoyed it. Uh, and cool. I hope some people Appreciate that don't know anything about it may learn something. And anybody is welcome to call, uh, set up an appointment, come out, take a tour, or even if they're just driving by and have a few minutes stop by, we'll find somebody that's got time to take them and show them around. If they wanted to get a hold of you, how would they contact you? Uh, our phone number here is 870-236-7104.
or they can email me at pdiggs, D-I-G-G-S, at bellmeadrehab.com. You got anything? Is there anything we missed on oh, I'm sure there's lots of things we here? I know we did the therapy and we talked about all of it. We, um, but I'm sure something else I know. We're going to be busy the next, what, two to three weeks because we're fixing up on our other two. start moving and, in. Probably move in two or three a week. Give everybody time to get adjusted and then right. move in some more until we uh, get the first one full and then move over to the next one. Yep. Yeah, when y'all do something, yeah, we definitely need to come out here. And, okay. And well, we're going to plan a, a soft open house. I mean, when we had our open house for this one, we had over 300 people attend. It was massive It was massive how many people came. We literally had people parking up at the Aaron's and FFO and me we and had Robert golf carts, and yeah. had to golf cart them down. Uh, so where was the old one at? The other was on Highway 49. Don't look at me like that. Right, by, right by the Holiday Liquor Store that has a big pond out in front. And, I mean, we demolished it. It's leveled and uh, it's not even there anymore. It was built in 1956. That's how old it was. And it was literally falling down around us. It was time for us to things. My mom was born in 55. Yeah. So. And I can't take her down. So. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate y'all doing this, and I hope some people have learned something that they don't know. I did. Okay. I appreciate it. I did too. It was really, I really learned something. Hopefully with, with us doing this and reaching out more to our community, we're going to try to do one once a month, and then, like I said, I wanted you to be our first. That's why well, I came you. to you the other day, and I asked you before I even talked to him. Yeah. Uh, we were looking for something different. Like I told you the other day, we, this is our year anniversary this month of doing okay. this podcast. Um, you know, we've promoted our own wrestling shows. Both of us have. We've done the wrestling thing for 20 years. With his health and back and with my neck and, and everything, we, we can't get in the ring and go anymore. Right. So we went to podcasting to give back to wrestling. But not only doing that, we would like to give back to the community that we live in. Right. And the other day, somebody asked me where I worked, and I was trying to explain to him. And it was one of the, uh, one of, she's a nurse at a hospital. But I can't remember if it's NEA or if it's it was AMMC, but she lives out by us. Yeah. And she's like, I've heard of Bellmead, but I don't know anything about it. And I'm like, how do you not <laughs> know anything about it? I see the video. I see the, I see the commercial on TV. Yeah. I was and, like, and I need to get a new one of those. <laughs> and it's nice. <laughs> yeah. But with her being a nurse, yeah. I'm like, how do you not know anything about this? So it, it was, I was sitting at the house and we were spitballing ideas and I was like, you know, if we do the community corner thing and do once a month, just interview someone, why not start with Miss Pam? Why not talk about the cottages? We're globally listened to. Wow. So, so people globally will hear about it, but we have a big following here in this area. Right. Okay. So they'll hear about it. And, you know, people... Um, the way it works is people can support the podcast each month. They give a donation. Part of that goes to a charity that's set up links to it. The rest of it will come to us, and we use it to either buy equipment or whatever. But, yeah. like, I think, what is it, 20% of it goes directly to the charity, the way the, the link is set okay. up. Well, that's, that's And then neat. the rest of it, you know, we use, and we don't pocket any of it. It goes directly into either new equipment or... Going places. Going places to right. do podcasts. And Covering expenses, yeah. We've went to, you know, we have a friend, and uh, 
they just came back from a mission trip that was actually a wrestling show mission trip. Wow. We have known the guy for, what, almost 20 years? You lived with him. I mean... He lived with me. And... You know, you hear people say church and wrestling, and you're thinking, these are, you know, drug addicts, bad people. Extreme options. Granted... We went to the show, and it was... A total different experience. Life changing. Every think about it. Yeah. They had a prayer to start the show. Wow. They gave testimony. They called, you know, it was like being a church called to the altar. If you right. need a prayer, come up, we'll pray with you. And our good friend who actually came on the show and explained to us he had a drug problem. Right. And he went to a rehab. He changed his life, turned his life over to God. And God. You know, he had a gift for wrestling. Right. He had tryouts with TNA, WWE. And but that probably reached an audience that had never been... And, it, it, yeah. you know, he messed himself up with his drug problem, but when he turned it over, God gave that back to him. Right. And so he used God to reach out to people through wrestling, and it's taken it's amazing. off. That's they pretty amazing, yeah. Gulfport? He went down to Gulfport, and... They helped They had the standing room houses. It was awesome. We went, the first show that we went to had like 250 people. Yeah. And all of them were there and had a great time. And everything, I mean, you can watch some of the videos that we had. You could hear me screaming and hollering. You're going to have to tell me how to get onto this podcast so I can watch some of this. You can find it on iTunes. Since you have an iPhone. No, I don't have an iPhone. Do you not? I have a Samsung. Oh, hallelujah, yeah. finally. <laughs> That's what I'm talking my about. I have an my Android. On. Everybody I know has one of them dead bum iPhones, and I hate I them. had one, and I did not like it. I love my Samsung. You know, three years ago today, I thought about the idea of doing a podcast. I remember that. And I posted, I'm like, wow, three years ago, and then we've, we've already gone past our one year. Yeah. Wow. That is my. But since you have a... Galaxy, you can find it on the Google Play should have it under okay. Wrestling with the Locals. Okay. If yeah. you can't Stitcher. find it there, you can try Stitcher. You'll have to probably download the app or download the Anchor app, which is Anchor is one of our major sponsors. They are actually the company that we record through okay. and post through. Okay. I actually um, posted that list today. Did you? Yeah. Good deal. Wrestling with the Locals. And then... We have a YouTube channel where we record, you know, different footage from wrestling shows and different goofy skits and just whatever. I think there's an argument from Mark and Mom on there. Yeah. My mom and her boyfriend said they're arguing where... I don't know if you remember, but remember when the power went out in Parable? Here a few months ago? It only went out on one side of it, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm laying in bed. And my nephew... My nephew and my mom's boyfriend were in the front room. My mom comes blowing out of her bedroom going, who messed up with the lights? <laughs> and I was like, I believe the whole town because it was like pitch dark. Yeah, uh, we lost power at our house. We didn't out here, but I mean, we've got three generators, so our whole campus is covered in case of power outage. It's just a plug there. But, yeah, that's a, I yeah, didn't think about yeah. that. Yeah, we lost our power. And we were sitting, I was like, you was going to blame 
Like they have this kind of power <laughs> to take out the power in the hotel. To take out a town. And the argument just kept going. He's like, just start recording, put it on YouTube. <laughs> he did it. It was It was perfect. one of the most watched things we shared. <laughs> but oh. we uh Honestly, we our, our YouTube channel is kind of mimicked off of uh, the Being the Elite, which is some of our friends that have now started their own company with okay. wrestling. But um, we decided to kind of take a different twist on our next year for this journey. We you know, we did wrestling. We interviewed a lot of the legends right. that we knew, a lot of the big-name stars. We've had several. Um, Ric Flair's son-in-law, Conrad Thompson, we've had Jerry Lynn, we've had Chase Stevens, several of these guys you know, worked for the, the big name yeah. leagues. Um, and then we were just like, we need to do something big. You just, just slow down. I mean, yeah. it's just hard to get people. Between yeah. him working and, then, and me working, and we just, you know, and everybody, most of them are still taking bookings. So when we're available, they're, they're on the not, road. Yeah. And, and talking to them over the cell phone and trying to get it recorded with them traveling just doesn't work Birth, out. Yeah, I and then that. he had an idea of doing like a set down kind of stand up comedy show for like a, a celebration, like, you know, do a dinner and have guests and like, uh, what was it? We were going to do the sheriff of Leechville or the mayor? Yeah, we were going to have like, like some, a roast kind of sort of. We could have done a roast, it could have, we could have turned it into a roast. It Which probably, really turn into probably got really bad on that there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was just kind of talking like we are and, you know, and letting everybody kind of, you know, get to know everybody. And we were thinking about, like, doing, like, make did, like a, make a little dinner, like, pay $10, you get a show and you get a meal. Right. And there, there, there's this place, this little place that, that like, during school, they they open up their their building and they make snow cones for the kids to come okay. by. Yeah. And it's it's like a food shelter too. Okay. And so I was thinking of, I would like to help donate, you know, do something for right. them because I mean I was raised, I raised, I lived in Leach for most of my life. Right. Now I live here in Parable. Okay. So, I'm all about trying to help that was give our back. goal was just to give back because we realized that we wouldn't have got to enjoy 20 years of beating the crap out of each other and all of our other friends right. if it hadn't been for everybody that came and supported us and you know Paragold, Leechful, Rector, Piggott, Kennett you know these are some of the areas that we're well known in for wrestling right. you know when we were wrestling locally and then we know we can affect these areas and so when we were sitting down talking and we started talking about what do we need to do? I was like, let's do something community-based at least once a month. Right. Put someone on that they don't even know. Right. It doesn't have to do with wrestling. We can still leave the name the way it is. We'll still do wrestling coverage, talk about the ratings on the shows, whatever. But let's sit down with someone. We don't even have to know them. We can call them. We can try to talk to the sheriff or the mayor. Right. Whoever. Just you know, talk about the city. Talk about the history of the city. Talk about the history of the sheriff department. Let them know what they do, you know. There's businesses and stuff like you said. Nobody knew about this place. Right. Now they they learn more about it, and I learned a lot just sitting here talking to you. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad y'all. Glad you thought of me, and uh, I was glad to do it. Your hair looks a lot better than mine. (laughs) 
She was she was nervous. <laughs> Thank I you. Was nervous. <laughs> I was. I was there I was, was nervous. When we started this, I used to get butterflies and then the more we started doing it, I would yeah. I would turn to my wrestling character and I would play the, the bad guy because yeah. that was who I was. That and so we could feed off of each other. Yeah. We, we would make jokes and we would stab at each other like we were doing a while ago. And he's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Can't hold it against him. He's a Florida State <laughs> fan. I'm a Saints LSU fan. I don't get to watch near as much NFL as yeah. he does, but he... Constantly reminds me of every time the Cowboys beat the Saints. Thirteen ten. Thirteen ten. Thirteen But we went with it, and that's why I was saying there's nothing we never spoke. You know, I, I, we we have this conversation with everyone even after yeah. we're done. Okay. It's you know I think Conrad uh, said it best. You know, you 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 just kind of go with the flow. He yeah. he does podcasts with Jr. and several of the other guys. And we actually, I think, uh, are going to try to get him back on as a kind of a tribute to our one year of making it because he was one of our very first podcasts. Wow. This all kind of started based around what's going on now with the wrestling world. And then we want to kind of spin it out and, and kind of pay back to this area because there's a lot that's going to go on. And we have a lot that we're working on, not only with the podcast, but we're going to do some stuff with the schools that, uh, that we haven't talked about on air yet yeah so we won't talk about it much right we want to do a a lot to help out more with certain things and it'd even be interesting coming out here and doing something i know he's talked to me about that we need to figure out some way to make that happen we'll bring out some buff looking guys for all of the ladies ladies oh lord we'll We'll bring some women out here for them gentlemen (laughs) 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 we've got some that would love that believe me like i said it has been an honor to have you on today miss pam um you got any questions for us before nope. we go? No, nope. I've got it written down. I'm going to be checking y'all out. Go ahead and, and, and I'll apologize to you now if you listen to any of the old ones. There's probably I'll, some I'll, language. He has a very bad potty mouth, That's sir. That's quite all right. I've tried to be patient. Are y'all still doing something or are you just. We're closing up now. Okay, because Carol Compass sent us an email 318 that I think we need to answer, but I don't know how to answer it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that voice was our deal, and Miss Stephanie will add her in there. But uh, with that, we're going to close uh, close this one out, and we'll get this posted. It'll be out to everyone on Saturday. Uh, for Miss Pam and for okay. Titanic, I am Gabriel Devine, and we'll see you all at the show. <laughs>